0: You're listening to How to Win with Mike Moore, the podcast that provides you with practical insights on how to win in every arena of life. Hello, I'm Mike Moore, and welcome to the How to Win podcast. These podcasts are based off 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Verse 14, it says, now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. I'm so glad to have you with us today. We're in my leadership edition of How to Win, and these podcasts and lessons are designed to equip and inspire you to lead on a high level, regardless to your level of of leadership. Maybe you don't presently have a leadership role, position, or title, but you have aspirations of becoming a leader. These podcasts, these lessons will prepare you to come out the gate leading on a high level. Or maybe you're in a new leadership role. This is going to be a blessing to you. Or maybe you're an experienced leader. Listen, we can always grow. We can always. Always increase our capacity as leaders because leadership is not an event. It's not a destination, but it is a journey. And I am so happy to have you with us on this leadership. Journey. Now, I want you to think broadly, whether it's leadership in the home or leadership at school, maybe you're a supervisor on your in your workplace. I want you to think broadly. Maybe it's business and ministry, maybe you're an educator, a teacher, or a principal, maybe you're a coach. Listen, these principles will apply in every arena of leadership. When I began this this new assignment the Holy Spirit spoke to me and he said expect to coach and to mentor so through these podcast lessons I am going to take you through a journey and in this journey I'm going to share with you coaching moments and I believe it's going to be a great blessing for you now our series title is The Essence of Leadership. And this is just part one, because we got some other things we wanna talk about uh, under this title, The Essence of Leadership. And in this first part, we're teaching from the subtopic, what is leadership? Mm -hmm. This is our sixth lesson. So we're nearing the end of this part of the essence of leadership. In this part I've been answering the question by giving definitions and we cover several definitions of what leadership is. But in today's episode we're going to give you our fifth definition. Are you ready? I want you to take um, mental notes or you, if you have your device I want you to take Notes or a pen, a pad, whatever you use, I want you to capture these truths and these principles about leadership. So, what is leadership? Here's my fifth definition Leadership is the ability to motivate a group of people. Now, think about that. Leadership is the ability to motivate a group of people toward the achievement of a mutually agreed upon and mutually beneficial vision, integrating the needs of the followers with the goals of the organization. Pretty lengthy definition, but it is very profound, and and we're going to, he it get apart in just a moment, but I want to give it to you again. Leadership is the ability to motivate a group of people toward the achievement of a mutually agreed upon and mutually beneficial vision, integrating the needs of the followers with the goals of the organization. Now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to understand that the main emphasis of this definition is motivation. Motivation. You know, I, I, to give you some insight on what I'm doing, in my, uh, this leadership edition, I'm beginning by talking about leadership in a very broad way. And as we walk out this journey, we're going to go deeper and deeper into some of these things. But I'm talking about leadership on a a broad, general, high level, and then we'll go deeper later. But the emphasis in this definition is motivation. Now, in lesson five, this is lesson six, but in lesson five, we learned that leaders care. Leaders care. In this episode, I want you to think leaders motivate. Motivation is the emphasis in this definition. So let's talk about Motivation. I'm going to give you two different definitions of motivation, and then we'll go on from there. Number one, what is motivation? Motivation is creating a climate of want to. W-A-N-T, want to. Motivation is creating a climate of want to. Here's my second definition. Motivation is establishing an environment that influences positive responses. I'll give it to you again. Motivation is establishing an environment that influences positive responses. Now, we're talking about motivation. And I personally believe that the followers, now we're, we're talking about leadership, but the followers must possess some internal desire. It's hard to motivate people, not impossible, but it's very uh, difficult to motivate people who do not have internal desire to do, to go, to be, whatever. Now, listen at this. So I believe that there has to be some internal desire to improve, to achieve, to go, to be. And I believe that that internal desire is a work of God and the willingness of the follower, the willingness of the individual. Philippians 2 verse 13, and our leadership uh, lessons are based off biblical principles. Philippians 2 verse 13 says, For it is God who works in you, works in you both to will and to do, of his good pleasure in other words god will create both the willingness and the capacity or the ability to do something so i believe as a leader your 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 thought process should be to pray and i'm talking especially about a christian leader you should pray that God will work within your followers. Pray that God will create a desire and a willingness in your, in your followers. So your primary goal in relations to motivation leader, your primary goal is to create climates. Your primary goal is to establish environments, create climates where the followers will want to create or establish environments that will produce or influence positive responses. So, pardon me, as a leader now, as a leader, I want you to think in terms of motivation that your primary job is to create climates to establish environments. Now, when we look at our definition, the definition that I've given you about what leadership is, in part A of the definition, it deals with the what question. The B part of the definition or the latter part of the definition deals with the how question, the how question. So let's go back to our definition. Let's go back to our definition and you'll see what I'm saying. What is leadership? Leadership is the ability to motivate a group of people toward the achievement of a mutually agreed upon and mutually beneficial vision. That is the what question as it relates to motivation. You're attempting to motivate a group of people toward the achievement of a mutually agreed upon and mutually beneficial vision that is the what question that is what you're doing but this definition in the B part of the definition or the latter part of the definition deals with the how question how do I motivate this group of people toward the achievement of a mutually agreed upon and mutually beneficial vision how do I do that and the B part of our definition answers the how question by integrating the needs of the followers with the goals of the organization. Notice that integrating the needs of the followers with the goals of the organization. So let's 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 go deeper in our definition. What do we have here? We have here two things in juxtaposition. We have the vision and the goals of the organization. You're the leader. And as the leader of your group or the leader of your church or the leader of your business or the leader of your team, you should have a vision and goals to accomplish the vision and overall vision and goals. But we also have here set aside or in juxtaposition set alongside of the vision and the goals of the organization, the needs of the follower. And you're integrating the vision and goals of the organization with the needs of the followers. Now, follow me. This is is going to be very important because my thoughts on it, that great leaders are thinkers. And a part of what I want to help you to do is to think through. In fact, I got a, a series that I'm going to teach, Thinking Through. Now, listen at this. These two things that we're talking about, The vision and goals of the organization on one hand, the the vision and the goals of the organization, and then the needs of the followers. So we have two things, the vision and goals of the organization. Then we have the needs of the followers, because remember, our goal is to motivate the followers to achieve the goals and the vision of the organization. So we have two things. And these two things that we have correspond to two types of motivation, two types of motivation. There is what I'm calling achievement motivation. And then there is reward Base motivation. Remember I said that I'm talking in this, these first series on general high level of uh, things as it relates to leadership and later I'll get broader. Well, we're gonna do a series just on motivation. And in that series that you, you're gonna see many types and kinds of motivations. But in this lesson, I want to center in on two types of motivation, achievement motivation and reward based motivation. Now let's talk about, and remember our goal is to grow. I want to help you to grow in your thinking because leaders think through things. Now watch this achievement motivation. Now, I have to, as a leader, understand something about achievement motivation. Achievement motivation has to do with the fact that people have an intrinsic need to achieve. People, all people, have an intrinsic need to achieve. Or we could say, all people have an intrinsic need to get things done. How do do you validate that statement that you're making, that all people have this intrinsic need to achieve, to get things done? Well, I I base that uh, conclusion on the dominion mandate that God gave to man. The Bible says in the book of Genesis that God created man in his own image and in Genesis 1 26 he said let mm-hmm. them let mm-hmm. them have dominion dominion means to be in charge it means to rule it means to control So God here is speaking to mankind and it was his intent that mankind be leaders, be leaders, have dominion. And in that dominion mandate, Genesis 1, 26 through 28, he said to man, be fruitful, multiply, replenish, and subdue. So we can see now that God placed within man a desire, a need to achieve to get things done. Okay? So as a leader, you have to understand that all people have this, this need to achieve. And you want to lead with that understanding, the the need to get things done. In other words, all people, they are motivated to accomplish goals and projects that are significant, worthwhile, and selfless. Goals and projects that make a difference in the lives of others now. Listen at this. You, as a leader, have to understand that people, those people would include your followers, have an intrinsic need to achieve, get things done. You have to understand that your followers are motivated to accomplish goals and projects that are significant, worthwhile, and selfless. They are motivated. People are are generally motivated toward projects and goals that make a difference in the lives of others. I'll I'll give you two illustrations. When I was a kid, when I was a, a, a child, and attended Sunday school, uh, they had banners that was hanging uh, in in the Sunday school area. And all the different classes were trying to win what we call the banner. So the class that gave the most money and it wasn't a lot of money, but gave the most money would win the banner. Now I'm, I'm dating some of you. If you, you attend a Sunday school, uh, then you understand what I'm talking about. You win the banner. So if this class raised, let's say $26, and it had the most money, they were awarded the banner. Now that was powerful motivation for us we we wanted to achieve. We we wanted to win the banner. That's great if you're in Sunday school, but that's winning the banner is not gonna be a a a, a significant enough to to motivate people. Now, when I was a pastor, the the Holy Spirit spoke to me about reaching the homeless, and I began to cast a vision about our call as a church to reach the homeless and boy we had very significant uh a a large group of people the church was ready to give they were ready to support it they were ready to get involved with it they were ready to give time and money and all that their their wisdom to it why because reaching the homeless was significant worthwhile, and a selfless project or a goal. And people, leader, are naturally motivated through this achievement motivation to accomplish worthwhile, significant, and selfless projects. So as a leader, you have to make sure that what you're trying to motivate people to do or to give toward or to be a part of or to invest in has to be something that is significant, something that is worthwhile and something that is selfless. It makes a difference in the lives of others that relates to the achievement motivation. On the other hand, there's another type of motivation that I want to mention, and that is reward based motivation. What is reward-based motivation? Reward-based motivation uh, involves the fact that people are motivated to perform actions that are followed by rewards. People are motivated to perform actions that are uh, uh, followed by rewards. Or we could say it like this. People are motivated to perform actions that will improve their future state. They are motivated to perform actions that will improve their future state. I call this the paradox of motivation. I'll throw a definition out here. Paradox. What is it? A paradox is a situation, person, or thing that combines contrasting features, contrasting qualities. A paradox. I call it the paradox of motivation. You see, people Watch this. Now, here's the paradox. People are motivated by achievement and reward. They are motivated by achievement, but they are also motivated by reward. I'm going to say it a little more graphically, okay? I'm, I'm going to say it, and you're going to get this. People are motivated by selflessness and selfishness now that that that's i know that that probably hit you right in your face that's the paradox people are motivated by selflessness they're motivated by projects that are worthwhile significant Projects that make a difference in the lives of other people. But they're also, here's the paradox, they're also motivated by selfishness. Now, I could have said it a little sweeter. I could have said self interest. I want you to get it. I want you to get it. People are motivated by selfishness. Okay, in other words, what's in it for me? And as a leader, you got to think like this. You got to understand that people are motivated by selfless projects and goals, but they're also motivated. What's in it for me? They're motivated by self-interest. They're motivated by selfishness. Now, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take you to the word because I know when I said people are motivated by selfishness and and, and, and when I throw that paradox at you, I I knew you thought I was just going, you thought I just pulled that out the sky. No, let's get some proof text. The word of God is the answer for leadership too. Now, watch this. I'm going to move through some some text. In Exodus 3, 7 through 8, it says, And the Lord God said, I am sure I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt. I've heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrow. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians to bring them up from that land to a good large land, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here in Exodus 3, 7 through 8. We have a vision and we have organizational goals. God is speaking to his leader, Moses, and he's casting a vision. He's giving Moses the vision. He, he Moses, The vision is we got to get these people to a good, large land, a land that flows with milk and honey. And then he throws some organizational goals. We got to get them out of the oppression, from the taskmasters, away from the We got to get them through the Red Sea. All these are goals that are connected to the organization vision of giving people to the promised land. Now, though, God understands that it's one thing to have the vision and the goals of the organization. But you have to integrate that with the needs of the followers. So if we look at Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 9 through 10, verse 12 and 8, it says, for the Lord your God is bringing you, speaking to the people now, bringing you to a good land, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity and which you will lack nothing, lest when you have eaten And are full and have built built beautiful houses and you dwell in them. Notice the emphasis on you. I'm going to bring you into a good land. I'm, I'm going to bring you to a place where you're going to eat bread without scarcity, and you will lack nothing. And then when you have eaten and you have lived in beautiful houses, notice here we have the integration of the needs of the followers mentioned and promised to be met. So the needs of the followers no lack, no scarcity, beautiful houses correspond to the reward based motivation that influences people. People are influenced when they can see how this vision impacts their personal life. You got to remember that. Now, listen at this Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18, we can pull it all together. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant. So here we have the integration of the organization, the uh, needs of the organization, the goals of the organization is to establish God's covenant in the earth. And if you run that through, God was going to build a people The nation of Israel and the nation of Israel will release into the earth the Messiah. The Messiah would come, redeem mankind, and God will bring out the church and bring out his family. So God had a vision, okay? But notice he said, I give you the power to get wealth. So God understands the importance of integrating the vision and the goals of the organization with the needs of the followers. Now, listen to me carefully. God is not opposed. Most people get this goal, the organizational goals down. They get that. They understand that we may have goals and and a vision. Okay. But sometimes we forget that people are not just motivated by achievement. The desire to do something worthwhile, significant, and selfless, something that make a difference in the lives of people. They are motivated by achievement, but they're also motivated by reward. Now, once you listen, leader, listen, God is not opposed to reward Base motivation, and I know some people. Well, we ju- they should just do it out of the goodness of their hearts. Well, God doesn't think like that. He doesn't. That He thinks that the heart is important, the motives are important. But God understands that people like to be rewarded. That's why He talked about the land flowing with milk and honey, but He also talked about them living in beautiful houses reward based motivation and God you got to understand this because if you don't understand this you're going to be casting a vision that may be selfless and it may be wonderful and may be worthwhile, but if you don't integrate the needs of the followers, how is this going to bless them? And really, if you're trying to get people to give in the kingdom, the kingdom always has reward-based information in it because every place that God instructs believers to give, he connects a receiving to that, whether it's tithing, whether it's given to the poor, whether it's given to the gospel. In fact, listen at this. In Mark 10, and I want you to listen. In Mark 10, God is speaking to his disciples, and Peter says, Lord, we've left everything. We've left everything. And then God says in verse 30, He says, who shall receive those who've left all for the kingdom's sake? He said, who shall receive a hundredfold? Watch this. Now in this time, houses, brethren, sisters, mothers, and children, and lands with persecution, and in the age to come, eternal life. So now notice, God says, if you forsake all for the kingdom's sake, For the kingdom's sake, that's the vision. That's God's goal. That's what God wants to do, establish his kingdom. But then God mentions a reward-based motivation. He said, you'll receive a hundredfold. And he talks about what you'll receive now in this time. And then he talks about what you'll receive in the age to come. Now, the same is mentioned, and we'll close here, in 1 Timothy 4, 8. It says, but godliness is profitable for all things, having promised, now listen carefully, leader, having promised of the life that now is, the life that's now is, and of that which is to come. See, God is not opposed to reward-based motivation. He knows That we have an intrinsic desire to achieve, that's achievement motivation, but he also realized, because he made us, people want to know what's in it for me. And I'm saying, if you're going to motivate people, you have to combine these two things as you cast a vision the goals, and the vision of the organization. But you've got to be thinking through how you're going to integrate the needs of the followers because they are motivated by achievement motivation, but they're also motivated by reward-based motivation. Now, listen, the apostle Paul said to Timothy, He said, consider these things and the Lord will give you understanding. This is good information because leaders have to know how to think. You know what I mean? Just think. And what I'm attempting to do is try to develop you in your thinking, because I know some of you are thinking, how can I get these folk to do this? I can't get people to do this, and I don't have it. They're they're not motivated. No, 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 no. You can't approach it like that. You can't approach it like that. If you approach it from the negative, you're not going to be able to motivate anybody anything. Now, I want you to do this. I want you to go back and I want you to listen to this lesson again. You can go on YouTube, go to Mike Moore Ministers, you can pull it up and I want you to listen to it. And I want you to be thinking as you listen to it. Okay, how can I apply this to my circumstances? I want you to listen to it. How, is there anything that I can change in my leadership? Can I share any of this with somebody else? At ACT. Can I apply it? How can I apply it? What I need to change. You know, some of you need to change the way you talk when you try to motivate people. You can't approach people from a negative vantage point and get them moving toward the direction you want them to go in. Listen, I'm out of time, but I trust that a gem, that that, that an insight uh, has been given to you that will make a difference in your life. And again, thank you for taking this journey with me. Now, remember, you know, on my Thursday uh, podcast, I'm teaching something totally different. So I want you to check that out. Look forward to seeing you next time. I pray that you have a great week.